I'm Mert Azizoğlu and this is SEO in 2023. Mert, what is your number one SEO tip for 2023? Actually, the main logic of SEO has always remained the same. But my number one SEO tip for 23 will be the uh, content relationship between the search intent. Content relationship between search intent. Okay, so let's try and break that down. So, I mean, search intent, there's obviously different stages that people go through there as well. Um, but let's try and unpack the content relationship that you're talking about there as well. So, so what, what do you mean by that? Of course. I think the first of all, we should clarify the what is algorithm updates and what is the latest update for uh, us. Then we can uh, define the content relationship with, between the uh, search intent. And as I said before, the main logic of SEO uh, has always remained the same uh, to give the bot a fast and crawlable platform and to create useful content for the users, of course. Uh, for example, uh, mobile-first SEO has become important with the increase in using the mobile devices and EAT guidelines have become important for uh, users to access the correct information. And also Core Web Vitals have become a part of our lives uh, for users to access the correct information quickly with a good experience. Mm -hmm. And finally, with the increase in AI-based content, we met the helpful content update on the Google site in 2022. So I can say that the common point of those points uh, is that the user can access the correct information with the best, best experience. That's why we need to pay attention to relationship between content and search intents. Okay, access the correct information with the best experience. So how do you know that you're creating the, 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 the best information, the correct information uh, for the right user. Actually, I have really good example for this one, and it's really basic one. For example, if you have a landing page that calculates something, uh, you need to host a calculation tool in your landing page, I mean, in your content. And it is also important that your content mentions uh, what, is the, what is this calculation does and how uh, it's used. So we need to explain the calculation details. We need to add calculation widget into the landing page because this, the users uh, search for the doing calculate something. So we need to give them the right information, which is searching for. Okay, okay. And um, do we determine that ourselves? Do we rely on software tools to actually tell us the the intent, the likely intent that people are having? Or do we look at the keyword phrase and look at the SERP to see what's already ranking for that and determine the content that we write based upon that? Yeah, exactly. The Actually, the, the search intent, I mean, the discovering the search intent based on the great keyword research. So first of all, you need to make your research very well. Okay, so, so what's your process for great keyword research? Of course, this is the roadmap for the uh, finding the right uh, search intent for your landing pages. You should start with the keyword research. Then you need to group all of them, all of them, your uh, all of your keywords. You can divide your keywords like transactional information, informational, uh, or something like that. 
And, and in terms of determining which keywords to go for, though, right, right at the beginning there, how do you go about doing that? Do you talk to maybe customer service or sales teams over an organization or have conversations with customers? Do you go straight to software tools? If so, what software tools do you recommend for keyword research? Yeah, actually, first of all, you, you need to know your uh, target audience very well. Then you, you also need to know uh, your direct competitors and side competitors as well, because you may know your direct competitors, but you need to check the SERPs, I mean, search engine result pages for your site competitors from the SEO perspective. Then you can start with your keyword search by using some SEO tools like Ahrefs, SEMrush or Keyword Planner. Yeah, I like how you're distinguishing competitors into direct competitors and site competitors. So essentially, direct competitors would be businesses that sell similar products and services to, to, to what you do. Exactly. Um, and then site competitors, obviously, people are ranking on the SERPs for the keywords that you want to target, but not necessarily in the same business. Yes, exactly. You, you, you can have different competitors for your different landing pages. You can have a different competitor for your blog site. You can have different competitor for your service pages. So, I mean, this all leads up to really creating high quality content targeted at the right users. So in your experience, what is high quality content nowadays? And also does high quality content change depending on what country or what industry you happen to be operating in? Yeah, uh, that's a good question. Actually, the high quality content based on the well-designed landing page, because I mean, I'm, I'm just mentioning about the text content. You should support your content with supportive videos, supportive podcasts or uh, some widgets. You should follow the, the all steps to create a high quality content and of course, uh, you need to pay attention to search intent to exact landing page, then you can have high quality uh, content. And nowadays, uh, as you know, AI based contents improving day by day. So Google launched a helpful content algorithm to, uh, to detect them and to evaluate them actually. And I'm curious about the uh, next year's uh, and what's expecting us for the content creation part. I've spoken to many SEOs about AI content and some SEOs hate AI content and would never consider recommending using AI content on any page in your website. Other SEOs perhaps may recommend just including it on minor pages without much traffic just to have a quick way of creating enough words on a page and some SEOs are happy to experiment with creating blog posts post side of it. So, so, so what's your opinion about AI content and how we can effectively use it? Yeah, uh, actually I'm in the second part. I'm in the second group. So it's not only creating the content, actually, you can create title and meta descriptions with the AI as well. So for example, let's assume that you have a big e-commerce website and you have a lots of product pages and if you if you want to get indexed quickly or if you want to reduce your work time you can use ai of course for the creating titles and meta descriptions even uh, product details uh, content mm -hmm. and i don't know how google detects the 
content uh, is AI based or not, but because it needs some NLP data, uh, and of course Google has that data with the with the help of crawling uh, and indexing as well. But I'm not a big fan. But I, I'm hopeful for the. You're open to the concepts, yeah. Concept. You're, yeah. You're not, you're yeah, not against course. it, yeah. Okay, um, so so I liked your idea of maybe just using it for maybe titles, maybe meta descriptions. So it's not necessarily the content that users would look directly at. And I guess you could argue that Google use whatever they want for the title of a page anyway. So even if you put yeah. something in there, then they, they, they might be using something else in the SERP anyway. Exactly, exactly. Okay, okay. And... Um, you talked um, a lot about um, the importance of designing content for visitors. So how do you produce content that actually puts the user experience first, but at the same time also ensure that you've got SEO in the back of the mind as well? Actually, that's kind of CRO part, but of course we need to pay attention to the user experience as well. For the technical SEOs, we need to pay attention and we, we, we should follow the steps for the correct vital guidelines, of course. There is really, really good solutions. I mean, good uh, softwares like PageSpeed Insights and Google Search Consoles, of course. We need to improve our website's uh, experience according to correct vital guidelines. And we can use some uh, softwares like Hotjar and we can measure our uh, visitors' interactions and we can put the CTA, for example, we can put the CTA buttons to write part of our content and we can measure our users' interactions and we can uh, optimize our content according to uh, data, of course. So does improving the UX of your website result in a measurable improvement for your SEO? Yes, uh, I mean, uh, five or six years ago, it wasn't an issue. Uh, but now uh, it's really, really important for us, uh, for the SEO perspective, because users wants to access the correct information very easily. You shouldn't uh, put a lots of interstitials or pop-ups into your website. Uh, you, you should give the correct information to correct search query directly. That's why we should pay attention to user experience uh, while user visiting our landing page. Great thoughts, great thoughts. Um, well, you certainly shared what SEO should be doing in 2023. So now let's talk about what SEO shouldn't be doing. So what's something that's seductive in terms of time, but ultimately counterproductive? What's something that SEOs shouldn't be doing in 2023? Yeah, it is a difficult question as well, because actually the we should keep the main logic still the same. Uh, and backlinks are still important for us. We should keep... The, uh, analyze our backlinks and internal links are also really, really important for us. While creating high quality content, we should combine that contents with the another contents within the site. I mean, like uh, if you create a blog post, of course, uh, we should add some internal links to the uh, important landing pages or homepage or something like that. And actually, we should keep doing what we are uh, doing right now. Uh, and I don't have a specific counterpart. So, so, so there's nothing that maybe SEOs have been doing in the past that maybe used to work quite well, but now you find them doing coming up to 2023. And 
is just not a good idea to be doing now. Actually, in the past, I mean, we, uh, for example, schema markups uh, weren't uh, really, really important for us in the past, of course, but now uh, it is really important and it is improving day by day. For example, if you are an e-commerce website, schema tags are becoming more and more important day by day. And it is important to make schema improvements to present to your product pages to both better as well. And in the past, we were thinking like uh, the thin content means low word count. But in 2022, John Mueller uh, has a statement of, about this one. And for example, uh, he, he said that poor content isn't about word count. It's about relationship between search intent and landing pages. Uh, and that's why we should keep or we should pay attention to high quality content as well. Understood. Okay, so essentially what you're saying there is stop producing pages that have no obvious relationship um, with other things on your site. And you yeah. can assist with demonstrating what that relationship is um, by incorporating schema on your pages. And certainly if you're an e-commerce site, you're making a mistake by publishing product pages without any markup data on them. Exactly, exactly. Uh, basically, uh, forget word counts and focus on the quality of content and, of course, uh, support with uh, the right schema markups. Mert Taizizolu is Senior Technical SEO at SEO Sherpa, and you can find him over at mertazizolu.com. Mert, thanks so much for being part of SEO in 2023. Thanks for having me, David. Get your copy of SEO in 2023, the book, over at seoin2023.com. SEO in 2023.